This is The Jerry Callahan Show. Some good news in the Northeast United States. It stopped raining finally. It's been raining, it feels like, for a month. We've had uh, historic flooding in New York and Vermont, all around New England. And, of course, that means one thing. That means the climate grifters, the climate alarmists tell you, you must change your behavior. It's never happened before. Uh, The Washington Post said the uh, rain in New York was a once in a century occurrence. They were called out on it and they changed the story to once in 19 years. It is just comical. I can't believe I, I, I watch this unfold all the time. Clearly, it doesn't matter. If it's dry, it's climate change. If it's wet, it's climate change. Cold, climate change. Hot, climate change. At what point do people stop listening to these clowns? At what point do we laugh John Kerry off the stage? We're going to get to this absolute buffoon who just won't go away. Do you know John Kerry is almost 80? He's almost 80. He was the richest member of the Senate because he's married uh, two rich widows, the current widow, uh, the, the current wife. Uh, Teresa Hines inherited uh, a bunch of money from her first husband who died. John Kerry moved in. He's fabulously wealthy. He has houses everywhere. He flies private. He's got a, whatever it is, a hundred foot sailboat, the Scaramooch, whatever it is. Um, And he still just won't go away. Have you ever seen anybody who desperately hangs on to relevance like John Kerry? He shows up at places and you go, what are you even doing there? Like yesterday, I want to get to this video of him with Biden and King Charles lecturing them and the other leaders in in London about climate change. And then he goes on TV and says the most incredible thing. And then uh, the governor of uh, New York, Kathy Hochul, tops that by telling people all the rain you're seeing, it's your fault. You must change your behavior. You must get rid of those pizza ovens in New York. You must, you, you must uh, get rid of your SUV. You must invest in a electric vehicle and uh, which uh, we'll, we'll get to that too. The electric vehicle, which runs on a battery that is made that includes cobalt, cobalt, which is mined by child slaves in the Congo. But that doesn't matter to people like Kerry or Biden or Hochul or any Ed Markey, they're selling their snake oil and they're never going to stop. I'm, I'm not sure we'll ever get rid of these people. Just get, get them out of our lives. I just find it remarkable that anyone left on earth listens to them. They've been wrong about everything. Google it. Every prediction John Kerry's made, every prediction Al Gore has made has not come true. So at what point do you say, I'm not listening to them anymore? At what point did you say, leave us alone? I'm going to use my my gas stove. It's not affecting the weather. I'll say it again. U.S. has 4.2% of the world's population. We could get rid of every gas stove, every uh, every SUV, every plastic straw. We could live like cavemen. It wouldn't make any difference. If you think the behavior of Americans, the, 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 the way they cook their food affects the weather, you are the dumbest person on earth. You're dumber than AOC. You're dumber than Ed Markey. I, I, I feel like there, there's no hope for those people. There is, and, and I know some of them. I see people who actually think if we just change our behavior, it'll stop raining. It's, it's like something out of the Middle Ages. It's like human sacrifice, throwing, throwing you know, virgins in the volcano. 
So God will stop this, these, these storms. They, uh, John Kerry actually said yesterday that mother, mother nature is, is mad at us or mother nature is, is lashing out. It's like, what, what are you talking about? You're treating, you think we're children. You think we're third graders. Oh, if we just stop using so much oil, the, the rain will stop. Yes, the rain gods will go easy on us. This, this, this cut here. Now let's do let's do him in the hall first. This is Kerry, the these pathetic old fossil, this con man who just won't go away. Who just won't go go ride your sailboat, fly your fly your uh, your your private jets, drive your SUVs, go nuts. You don't have that much time left on Earth, John Kerry. Why are you wasting it like this? Be clowning yourself. This is in some you know lavish hall in London, uh, King Charles and. Joe Biden, this is after Biden, I believe after he wandered into the flower garden and uh, <laughs> Charles had to grab him by the arm and say, uh, over here, <laughs> Joe, over here. And uh, Joe's wandering aimlessly. So they go into this hall yeah, and for thumb. some reason, John Kerry gets to speak. He gets the stage and listen to him talk this again. He didn't swim to, to England. He didn't take a sailboat. You know, he didn't bike. To England, he flew a private jet to England, and when he landed, there was a, a convoy of big black SUVs waiting to, to drive him to this spot, of course. And when he got there, he started lecturing this this group of uh, British leaders, including the King and Joe Biden, about climate change. Go ahead, play it. There's a full understanding here, particularly with the evidence of the last few weeks piling on that when scientists are telling us that they are terrified by what they're seeing, and when we hear those same scientists telling us that we are in uncharted territory, this group has come together to try to figure out, okay, how do we deploy the funds necessary to invest to create the new clean energy economy? And I'm glad to say uh, you recognize many of the people here, your Majesty and your Mr. President, you've been with them before. They represent literally trillions of dollars, either invested or assets under management or assets owned. And they are making decisions every single day about how to accelerate this transition. Trillions. He wants to invest trillions in the clean energy economy. And if you do, it won't rain as much maybe next year. Or maybe it won't be as cold or as hot or as dry or as wet. Trillions. It's such a scam. It's just such a con. I, I just cannot believe anyone is buying this anymore. But that's just one moment in John Kerry's day. I assume he got in one of the big black SUVs, drove to this location, where he hooked up with uh, MSNBC for an interview. And John Kerry is not a smart man. He is, he is, he is a, a pathetic, insecure old man who uh, is, the, is the classic example of a climate alarmist. We're all going to die if we don't do something right now. We're all going to burn up and die. It's, it's nonsense, but he wants to remain relevant, and that's how he does. He screams fire, literally. <laughs> he, he yells fire. Here he is with MSNBC. And the subject becomes not just climate change. I, no, he doesn't. It's about the war, the war in Ukraine. Listen to this man talk about what he's worried about as, as far as the war in Ukraine, the Russia-Ukraine war, and how it's going to affect people. Keep in mind, 
hundreds of thousands. I believe the the, the, the number's hard to nail down, but I believe more than 300,000 people have died, including civilians, women, children. The carnage has been just frightening. And listen to what worries John Kerry about the war in Ukraine. Go ahead. Lots of parts of the world are exacerbating the problem right now. But when you have bombs going off and you have damage to septic tanks or to power centers, etc., you have an enormous release of, uh, of greenhouse gas, of methane, of, you know, all of the family of greenhouse gases. And the result is it's adding uh, to the problem. I'm not, you know, believe me, that's uh, the fight in Ukraine is a fight that we have to make, that the world has to make. The values at stake are enormously important to all of us. So I'm not suggesting by any fashion that that this is not a fight we shouldn't be involved in. But I am saying that there are ancillary impacts as a result of it. Ancillary impacts. So this fool thinks uh, explosion bombs, you know, like the cluster bombs we're sending the Ukrainians will uh, damage septic tanks and it will send that whole family of greenhouse gases. If you were in a class and he was the professor on day one, you'd say he's a moron. I can learn nothing from him. He's just faking it. Damaged septic tanks are going to affect or go to emit greenhouse gases. And that's going to affect the weather, the temperature of the whole planet. Honest to God. I mean, if you were sitting there listening to some tarot card reader in Times Square or some astrologist telling you about your your, your astrological sign, how it's going to affect you, that wouldn't be more credible than this. This is the special envoy on climate uh, who is was not not approved by the Senate. He's not in the cabinet. He's just this made up made up position that he uses to fly around the world in private jets and lecture people on their behavior. I would love some smart person to just debate him for 10 minutes. I talk about this guy all the time on Twitter's name, Steve Malloy, his handles junk science. And he just refutes and, and uh, debunks every claim they make like in real time, just looking at him yesterday, 87 years ago today, Steve Malloy writes deadly heat wave hits New York city. Times square temperature, 115. Today's high in New York City was 30 degrees cooler, despite 380% more industrial era CO2. Emissions don't cause heat waves. Heat waves are not worsening. Climate is a hoax. That's Steve Malloy, the guy on Twitter who does this every day. I really recommend you follow him because he points out, by the way, that there's been more rain before. Of course, there's been rain. And they sit there and say it's a thousand year. I'm sorry, I said a hundred year. Washington Post initially said it was in a, a thousand year storm, a thousand year storm. So we've been around this country for 250 years. So you got to go back another 750 years. And it never rained as much as it did this week in New York or Vermont. Honest to God, who's still buying this? Who's still believing this? Uh, <laughs> we're looking at the Scaramooch, the uh, whatever it's called, but uh, Kerry's. Uh, whatever, a 98-foot sailboat that he doesn't use much because, you know, he doesn't want to be out of the spotlight. He wants everyone listening to him. So New York obviously had serious raining. They had some flooding. Lots, Many parts of New England had some flooding. It happens. It's happened before. It'll happen again. It's rain. Immediately uh, when they step before the mics, all the politicians 
they don't start with, you know, here's, you know, where you go if you need help and here's, uh, you know, the, the situation in this town and what we're doing to help. And you go to this shelter immediately. It's just climate. It's climate. We must change our behavior, says Kathy Hochul, which means you must get rid of your gas stove and no more wood burning stove pizzas. You, you must buy an electric car. Those <laughs> those child slave laborers in Congo, they need to get, we need to keep them busy. Get out there and buy an electric car. car. But we were we were uh, watching this before we started recording and Ironhead said it. And it's so uh, Kathy Hochul is a dummy. Kathy Hochul would struggle as, as a cashier at TJ Maxx, she would struggle in that position. You, you got to be on your toes. You got to be quick to be a cashier. TJ Maxx is a busy place. She couldn't do it. She's a moron. And she's telling people she understands. She wants you to believe she understands how your behavior makes it rain. Honest, at what point? Again, I ask, at what point do we say, put a clown nose on this person, put those big shoes on and laugh at her? Just laugh at her. They're people's lives, and they use this. They exploit these tragic situations. People lose their homes. The flooding, you know, people die in flooding. And what, what is their initial reaction? Let's use that tragedy to push our agenda. Let's use that tragedy to lie, tell people they must listen to us. They must give us more power, give us more money. As Kerry said, let's spend trillions to solve this made-up problem. Let's strand trillions, and I promise it won't rain like this again. And there's, I don't know, millions of people who buy it, millions of people who support it. I talk about this all the time. I invariably will get comments and tweets and people saying, oh, you don't believe the planet's warm? No, I don't believe my gas stove has anything to do with the weather. I do not. Call me a skeptic. Call me a client climate denier. I don't believe if I go over there right now and cook my, uh, cook my breakfast that it's going to affect the weather. That is silly. And even if it did, we're just a dot on the map. China's not in. India's not in. Even if their solution made sense scientifically, if the rest of the world doesn't give a damn, if they don't listen, what does it matter if 4% of the, of the world changes their behavior, destroys their economy, buys into this this con from Kerry and AOC and Ed Markey and Joe Biden, if we bought into everything they wanted, you know, refit every building, like AOC says, spend $90 trillion, it would affect nothing. It's just illogical. I mean, I, I, I got lots of, you know, scientists and experts that I follow, skeptics, but I don't need them. I got a brain. I, I, I don't think my stove, my plastic straw, my SUV makes it rain. Call me a, a Neanderthal. I just don't. But let's listen to this halfwit governor of New York, the uh, whatever it is, second, third biggest state. This is a big job, a big job. And they gave it to an absolute nitwit. Immediately, I, I, I watched the press conference, by the way. She was one minute into her speech when she started talking about climate, we must change the way we behave. We must change the way we live. Look at all that rain. We must change the way we live or it's going to keep raining. Watch this. I'm here by local leaders to give an update on the current situation, what we're anticipating going forward, and what residents need to do together, how we can stand up and it, using every bit of our power, mobilizing 
to fight the ravages of climate change because, again, these are unprecedented weather events <laughs> that keep hitting us over and over and over again. So we must change our behavior as a planet, as a country, as a state, and in our own homes. And we're going to continue that conversation in earnest because we have to know that we have to do everything in our power to protect our citizens. Imagine saying that, yes, that makes sense. I should not cook with gas because that idiot said it makes the, the, the weather worse. Imagine standing up there and actually saying that it, it's never rained like this before. The, the planet's been here for four billion years. It's rained like this many, many, many times. These are just cynical, sleazy politicians saying, let's use this disastrous weather. Let's use it to push our agenda and some of them, you know, people who do that are smart, obviously. Most of them are dumb as she is or dumb as AOC or Ed Markey. They're just dummies. They're not scientists. They don't have degrees, advanced degrees from MIT. Nothing like that. They're just politicians. And I find this, obviously, to be the sleaziest thing they do, to say, let's, hey, never let a crisis go to waste. It's snowing. Well, hey, climate change. It's raining climate change. Dry climate change. Just give me more money. Get rid of your gas stove. Go back to you know, <laughs> cooking. Get, I don't even know what it, I don't even know how that matters. Get an electric stove, right? Yeah. So you need coal. You need coal to run an electric stove. I thought coal was evil. I thought we had to stop coal. Okay, get rid of your uh, gas-powered car, get an electric car. They need cobalt and other minerals, which are dug by little child slave. Let's let's show that video. This is incredible. And you don't see it everywhere because uh, they don't want you to see it. But uh, part of uh, building SUVs, uh, building EVs, uh, making EVs requires cobalt and other minerals, which many of which are controlled by China. China controls 87% of the rare earth minerals. Uh, this is a cobalt mine in the Congo. Do I have that correct, Ironhead? Correct. In the Congo, I would say there's, I don't know, 5,000 children in this mine. It's a hole. It's not a mine. I guess it's a hole. Digging for cobalt with their bare hands. Now, the people who drive Teslas and uh, Priuses and, you know, their Honda uh, uh, hybrids, they think they're virtuous, right? They think that uh, they're they're not using oil. They're not using uh, coal. What they're actually they are using coal, but they're not they're not using they're not destroying the planet. Here's what they're doing: they're keeping these kids busy. If you're just listening, it is literally there's literally thousands of thousands of children digging for cobalt in the Congo. Slaves, child slaves. Build because the demand is is increasing because uh, all these Western nations are forcing people to use electric cars that need batteries. The batteries need cobalt. Here you go. Here you go. If you don't drive a gas powered car, I hope you feel great. You're keeping those Congo Congolese children busy. That is just obscene. Well, the- uh, I I tweeted that, retweeted that yesterday, and people can't believe it. They say that that real is that real? It looks like a it looks like a Mad Max Thunderdome scene or something. It's real. That's what kids do in the Congo. When they're old enough to dig, they get on their hands and knees and they dig to get you the parts you need, the minerals you need for your battery so you can drive around in a Tesla and feel virtuous and say, I'm saving the planet. 
just pro- sickening. The problem with Hoko though is like she says something like that, and people are in New York are like, "Oh my god, I didn't know!" And they go out and they like shut their their gas off and they get electrical stuff and they listen to her immediately. That's why it's working. I mean, here's here's uh, I think it was uh, yeah, it was Tucker. Tucker said this: "Show me one thing. I'll buy into I'll buy into the whole green agenda." If you could show me one thing that that we can do that doesn't give the ruling class more power and more money, is there one thing that they want to do to save the planet that doesn't give them more power, more money, that doesn't serve the the the, the agenda, personal agenda of John Kerry or Kathy Hochul or Joe Biden? One thing they want to do. Everything they demand, everything they insist must be done serves them, makes them wealthier, makes them more powerful, period. Everybody should be able to see through it. I hope I live long enough to see this whole green agenda movement totally debunked and discredited and left in the ash heap of history, left in the, uh, in the big hole in the ground in the Congo that there's going to be left with. These are environmentalists who, are, who support that, child labor, digging huge holes in the earth, looking for these minerals they need. But yeah, John uh, Kerry is definitely going to come uh, out with like green energy condiments and be like, I swear to God, this isn't benefiting me at all. <laughs> right, right. He's, he's so full of it. He's, I mean, and, and you know, no one likes him. I, I, I noticed this. No one. Yesterday, I tweet about Kerry. I don't get one, you know, dissenting voice defending him. Not one. I tweet about Biden. Half the tweets are, oh, he's better than Trump. Or uh, I tweet about whoever. Uh, and and you, ill is war. You get some defenders. No one defends John. No one likes him. It is hard to believe. I just was reading uh, his uh, bio of, of Kerry to get, uh, I wanted to get the title straight, the special envoy on climate. We don't know how much he makes. We don't know how much he spends. We don't know how big a staff he is. They're hiding all that. The Biden administration will not reveal that. Uh, but uh, no one believes him. No one likes him. No one supports him. And he just won't go away. He just won't go away. He's and if he were smart, I guess he's smart enough to keep sleep, you know, uh, weaseling his way into some kind of job. But uh, if he were smart, would he say that I'm worried about bombs damaging septic tanks? This it's like the biggest conflict since World War II in Europe. Hundreds of thousands are dying. We might be dragged into World War Three. There might be a nuke soon, and he's saying. We're damaging septic tanks and this family of greenhouse gases is going up to the sky and and making it rain. Why are you involved here? Get lost. We're talking about a war. We're talking about people dying, buildings destroyed, towns destroyed. And this absolute clown is talking about damaged septic tanks. How, how is that not like fodder for late night comics? I know, I know why it's not, but I mean, why, why is someone not making just a parody of this fool? There's this, there's a sailboat right there, which doesn't get used enough. When are you going to use it, John? You're eight. You're almost 80. You're almost 80. You can't run for office again. You're, no one would ever elect you to anything again. When are you going to go away and enjoy your final days on earth? Oh, I'm sorry. You're trying to save earth, save earth from the ravages of oil. Oh, God, these people are just so obnoxious. Uh, and uh, Greta, by the way, Greta Thunberg, speaking of obnoxious, might be going to jail. She got arrested again. And this time uh, she's facing jail time. 
she's like she's like Nelson Mandela. No, no, no. You can't say arrested again. She actually got arrested this time. <laughs> That's true. Really, honestly, arrested. That'd be good if she gets to jail. You know, we just we ruined her childhood. Remember that? Don't you dare you. I mean, uh, how dare you? You stole oh, my childhood. You. Stole her childhood. She travels around the world getting awards and money and fame. She's having the best childhood I can imagine yeah. for this high school dropout. But uh, I, sunny out. I guess uh, we can move on. The sun is out here in the Northeast, which means, uh, do we have to change our behavior today, Kathy Hochul? It's sunny out. I don't think it's 112 degrees. Maybe, maybe we already changed. Maybe we got rid of enough gas stoves. Maybe we bought enough EVs and now the weather gods, they, they're not mad at us anymore. They're, they like us again because we changed and we're doing all those good things you told us to do. Who votes for this person? I, I, I can't. I mean, I look at Kerry and I said, people voted him for president. I look at Hochul and people said, there's not like school committee in that. This is the governor of New York. This absolute moron who thinks people getting flooded out of the, the basements are flooded. And she's saying, well, yeah, it's your fault. Your fault. You used electric, you used a gas stove. You drove a, a big gas guzzler. Your fault. Oh, they're just such, they're just vile people. All right. We got to move on. We got lots to get to. We got to get to that uh, Miss Netherlands. Lovely lady won the Miss Netherlands concert test. I'm very happy about that. We have another. Another whistleblower blowing the lid off the Hunter Biden scandal. But this guy's going to be hard to find. He's on the run. It's, it's, it's an amazing thing that he gets no attention. He, he sent, did a video, sent it to the New York Post. His name's Gal Luft. Gal Luft, an Israeli professor. A 15, 13-minute video to the New York Post. You should watch the whole thing. It's mind-blowing. He makes very credible accusations against the Biden family. Things we all knew that they were on the take. They sold out the country. But he talks about... FBI agents working for Hunter Biden on uh, on protecting, defending Hunter Biden. It's an incredible thing. He's now been indicted on a number of charges. He's on the run, though, So, which means the Biden administration got what they wanted. He can't come here and testify. We'll get to that. We have the best answer ever from a someone in the uh, – a person in power is asked about a racial issue, racial tension. It's Dana White, and it is the greatest answer ever. And I need, I need people to listen to this, hear this, and ask me, ask this, why don't more people do this? Why do they just pander? Do they indulge these racial narratives that the media is pushing? Well, Dana White, he ain't buying it. He sh- shoots this down, and it is glorious. We have, of course, more gibberish from Kamala and... Uh, we might get to hear from one of uh, Jeffrey Epstein and Ghislaine Maxwell's uh, victims again. Why am I? Why am I seeing this online? Saying, why don't more people hear? Why don't we hear from these people? There are victims who were raped repeatedly on Pedophile Island by famous people, and we never hear from them. We never hear f- names named. It's an amazing. It's an amazing uh, dynamic. You got. We think really rich, famous, powerful people who repeatedly rape children on Epstein's Island, and we've never had confirmation of one of the perpetrators. Ghislaine, Ghislaine, Ghislaine Maxwell trafficked children to nobody. She's doing 20 years, Epstein's dead, and all of their cohorts are uh, going free, skating on this. It's incredible. We'll get to that and lots more, but first... 
Excuse me. Imagine this. It's the dead of night. You're lying in bed. Suddenly you hear something go bump. What's your next move? Well, you reach for the ultimate solution, the new MC-14 T tip-up pistol from EAA Corp. and Gerson. This game-changing firearm is perfect with those with limited hand strength, disabilities, or anyone seeking a comfortable and user-friendly alternative. Picture this. The MC-14T features an ingenious tip-up barrel design, making loading and unloading a breeze. Say goodbye to struggles while racking a slide. Just load the tip-up barrel, lock it back down, and you are ready to fire. The MC-14T is chambered in 380 ACP, boasting a 13-plus-1 round capacity. With its reliable stopping power and compact size, it's an excellent choice for personal defense, complete with accessory rail and ambidextrous safeties. Experience a new level of convenience available with all EAA Corp distributors, starting at an incredibly affordable MSRP of just $498. Don't miss out on this game-changing firearm. Visit eaacorp.com today. That's eaacorp.com. All right, this is, uh, I, I was hesitant to do it because it's a little complicated. It's hard to explain. I've been reading about it all morning. But, it, you know, if you're going it, to, it's big. It's big. It's serious. It. I think um, the media will bury it. I know the media will bury it. If you haven't heard of this guy, Gal Luft, G-A-L-L-U-F-T. He's, uh, he worked at a think tank in D.C., but he lived in Israel and he um, worked with CEFC, the Chinese uh, energy firm controlled by the Chinese Communist Party that sent tens of millions to the Biden family. Uh, they were the big uh, sugar daddy for Hunter and Joe Biden. Uh, we know that. We've seen the evidence. We've heard it from uh, you know Tony Bobolinsky and other whistleblowers. But this guy is really, really convincing. Again, he sent this video to the New York Post. We can play a little of it. It's, again, it's long. And he just lays out the case of how the Bidens were making millions. And he brought it to the attention of a U.S. attorney and the FBI in the spring of 2019 because he said he thought the country should know just how corrupt Joe Biden is. And uh, he was uh, uh, arrested. Um, he went on the run. I think he jumped bail. He sends this video from some undisclosed location. When it drops, the Department of Justice announced yesterday multiple indictments against Dr. Gal Luft, the Israeli-American co-director of a Maryland think tank, who uh, was the, quote, missing witness in the Joe Biden corruption case. The New York Post shared the video of Luft where he broke down allegations against Biden and claimed that he had been arrested to prevent him from testifying to the House Oversight Committee. Um, it, it, again, this will be buried. This will be ignored. And I mean, hell, the media ignores everything uh, about Joe Biden and Hunter Biden's corruption. But let's listen. Just look at this nerd. Listen to this nerd. He he has he he doesn't. It's not real big new breaking revelations. He corroborates everything we already knew. Everything in the laptop. Everything from Bobolinsky. He explains it in detail. And the big story today is the. Biden Department of Justice, which is uh, Joe Biden's personal police force, uh, is trying to put the man in prison to stop him from testifying. I don't know. Kind of a big deal. And you would think 
there might be one or two journalists left in the country who would say, man, this is Pulitzer stuff. It's find this guy, whatever, meet him somewhere in Cyprus, talk to him, uh, match his allegations up with what we know from the uh, uh, laptop. You have a scandal, a huge scandal. But no, they will just ignore the guy and uh, hope that they that they uh, detain him, find him, arrest him, jail him, shut him up, protect the family. It just this scandal never ends. But listen to this guy. Let's listen to this guy for a minute or two and tell me he is not really believable. Go ahead. Good day. My name is Dr. Gal Luft. For the past twenty years, I have been the co-director of the Institute for the Analysis of Global Security a Washington-based think tank focused on energy security. For the past 15 years, I've been a resident of Israel. And for four years, I was senior advisor to the China energy company CFC, at the same time of its dealings with the Biden family. Under normal circumstances, I would be testifying before Congress about my experience with CFC. Sadly, due to circumstances I shall describe here in this video, uh, I am forced to tell you this story via video. My ordeal goes back to uh, a fatal decision I made in March of 2019 to share with the U.S. government my knowledge about the Biden family's relations with CFC. As I said, it was in March of 2019 19, in a two-day session at the U.S. Embassy in Brussels. I insisted that the meeting take place in March because at the time there were rumors that Joe Biden was planning to run for president. I saw it as my civic duty to alert the government beforehand and give it enough time to probe the issue. I want to be clear. I'm not a Republican. I'm not a Democrat. I have no political motive or agenda. I did it out of deep concern that if the Bidens were to come to power, the country would be facing the same traumatic Russia collusion scandal, only this time with China. Sadly, because of the DOJ's uh, cover-up, this is exactly what happened. The DOJ sent to Brussels a delegation of six uh, people, Two prosecutors from the Southern District of New York, by the names of Daniel Reichenthal and Catherine Ghosh, and four FBI agents. One of them was Special Agent Joshua Wilson from the Baltimore Field Office, which also happens to cover the state of Delaware. Now you want to ask yourself, why did the government dispatch to Europe so many people? Why six? Why not two? The answer is that they knew very well that I'm a credible uh, witness and that I have insider knowledge about the group and the individuals that enrich the Biden family. Over an intensive two-day meeting, um, I shared my information about the Biden family's financial transactions with CFC, including specific dollar figures. I also provided the name of Rob Walker, who later became known as Hunter Biden's bagman. Uh, Yet, as we now know today from 
the whistleblower testimony, uh, Gary Shapley, it took the DOJ a whole 21 months to probe the issue and to actually talk to Walker. But perhaps the most alarming information I revealed was of a mole within the DOJ who shared classified information with Hunter Biden and his Chinese partners. I told the DOJ that Hunter was closely associated with a very senior retired FBI official who had distinct physical characteristic. He had one eye. One of the FBI agents at the time even told me, you know, that would be very easy for us to find. There aren't that many one-eyed people in the Bureau. (laughs) Whoa. All right. Tell me this doesn't have everything. This is what you live for if you're an actual reporter. The New York Times has like 300 reporters. You're telling me not one or two of them doesn't say, hold on here. A senior FBI official with one eye is sharing classified information with Hunter Biden. Hunter Biden, who's making millions from this Chinese energy firm, funneling 10% to the big guy, who is Joe Biden. This is, if this were, if, if Joe Biden didn't have a D, if he had an R next to his name, this would be all anybody on the network news, cable news, newspaper. I mean, it would be the biggest story of our lifetimes. And yet, I'll bet most people, if you, if you ask anybody today, do you know who Gal Luft is? It's kind of a weird name. They'd say, no idea. You could tell them they still wouldn't know. They wouldn't care, maybe. But this is amazing. He had a senior official in the FBI, a mole with one eye, sharing classified information with Hunter Biden. Now, uh, they want to put Donald Trump in prison for having uh, classified information under lock and key protected by the Secret Service at Mar-a-Lago. That's okay. <laughs> they're, they're going full steam ahead with that. Um, but Hunter Biden getting classified information with some double agent in the, in the FBI, meh, no big deal, yawn and move on. DOJ indicted this guy on 36 felonies, including FARA violations. That's Foreign uh, Act, Agent, uh, Violating the Foreign Agent Act. It's exactly what Hunter did. It's what Jim Biden did. It's what the whole Hunter Biden uh, criminal syndicate did. No mention of that. Hunter got two misdemeanors for tax crimes and one gun charge diverted. And that'll be it. But this guy, they want to put in prison for life. He took 350000 from CEFC for his think tank. Hunter Biden took $10 million and he skates. But whatever. We, we're not, we still, do we know whose cocaine it was, by the way? We need an update. Whose cocaine was? Who left Hunter no. Biden's cocaine in the White House? No, we, we have no idea know. whose cocaine it is. We'll never know. <laughs> A mystery that may never be solved. It is someday. I just I hope live. I hope I live long enough to see this whole thing exposed. I guess I have some hope, and I'll tell you why. Because as we talked about yesterday, they want Joe out. Joe is in. Joe is just a feeble, frail, confused old man. He can't win whether it's Trump or someone else. He can't win the general election in the current condition he's in. So they need someone else. They, it can't be Kamala. They would prefer it if it were uh, Gavin Newsom. I, I got a, so, I got, I got a question, Jerry. Are you well, are you ready to admit that Ron DeSantis' campaign is completely dead? Completely dead? No, I'm not. I'm not. It's too early, man. We haven't had debates yet. I like debates. I want to see a debate, but uh, he is definitely uh, flatlined. It's uh, 
unfortunate. I wanted to see, even if Trump, Trump wins, I wanted to see a good fight. I wanted to see a good battle between the candidates. I want to see some good debates, a good campaigning. Uh, I'm not ready to give up hell. All these people are in the race in the hopes that Trump gets thrown into jail. That's what they're hoping. And they are presenting themselves as an alternative. But uh, I don't think, I don't look at this and say Ron DeSantis is dead, but Joe Biden's going to roll to <laughs> to a second term. You mean that that cadaver that was shuffling around the beach? That guy is a viable candidate and Ron DeSantis is not? Please. I'm not ready to go there, but uh, it doesn't look good. Looks like Trump is heading to the nomination. <laughs> the guy who wanders off into the flowers in London yesterday? No. They got to get rid of him, which means at some point, and I think it's already happened to some extent, the they put the hit out. Uh, they they say time to go after the schemes, the scams, the bribery, because we need to shove him down the staircase and uh, install Gavin Newsom. That is going to happen. And on that day, we'll get to learn all. Well, Gail Luft, where is it? Gail Luft will be on, you know, with Chuck Todd or Andrea Mitchell when they decide, when they get the word, when the memo goes out that, it's time to shove the old man aside. Then we will hear some real, we will see some real coverage of the various Biden scandals. Then we'll know that the cocaine was hunters. They're examining the bag to see what fingerprints are on it. Do you know Hunter Biden? People don't realize what a scumbag, I guess they realize what a scumbag. He tested positive for cocaine on his first day in the Navy. He got a special dispensation, special waiver to go into the Navy when he was like 40 because of his father. I mean, his whole life is one special waiver. He got busted for drugs and uh, they, they expunged his record or something back in when he was uh, in the high school, uh, I think college or high school, but then he was 40, joined the Navy, failed the drug test on day one, got kicked out of the Navy for cocaine. He gets kicked. Uh, he gets kicked out of everything on day one. Apparently no kidding. he couldn't stay clean for a day. And we're supposed to think, oh, yeah, he's beaten it. He's all better now. Uh, he is an absolute raging cokehead. And the uh, and everyone knows that was his cocaine. They're just they're just finding a way to blame the construction workers. That's how that's how contemptible these people are. Biden's little attack dog, Jake Sullivan, blamed the construction workers. Biden, that champion of the blue collar worker, the working class, want you to think it was construction workers who just dropped their coke in this secure spot in the White House. Wasn't the crackhead who, cokehead, who was in there on Friday. And then, by the way, Jean, Queen Jean-Pierre, as we explained yesterday, told the most brazen lie, said they weren't here. And she got upset. She said she got offended that you would even ask, do you think the cocaine belonged to the Bidens? And she's like, no, they weren't here. I'm, I'm offended you even asked. Yes, they were there. There, they, Friday, this video of Hunter Biden in his little red backpack, which is probably a, where he keeps his uh, stash when he doesn't forget it and leave it somewhere. They were there. So she, the press secretary, lied to the world. She won't apologize. She won't get suspended, fired, nothing, no price to pay. She lied on behalf of this corrupt family, and nobody cares. We move on. But we should move on, too. I got so much to get to. We want to get to that... Uh, Dana White audio, which I love and uh, congratulate uh, Mr. Mr. Netherlands or is it Miss Netherlands? I don't know. The guy who won the, the beauty contest. We're going to get to him too, but first. Uh, excuse, uh, excuse me. 
As you know, Shea Concrete has a huge selection of precast concrete steps ready to be installed at your home. This is your spring project, people. If you're building a new home or remodeling or replacing an old staircase, Shea has great uh, values on designs that will fit your home. A new staircase can dramatically upgrade the front entrance of your home, giving you much better curb appeal. Make your front steps the talk of the town and do it now. Do it this spring. No reason not to. You know that removing the stairs is a pain. They're heavy. They're awkward. And where do you take them when you get rid of them? Shea will take care of all that for you. They Leave it to them. When they're done, you'll have a great-looking new entrance that will add value to your home. It's more than an upgrade. It's an investment. With one phone call, Shea will deliver a turnkey installation experience. In a few hours, you'll get a brand-new front entrance. Learn more at SheaConcrete.com and... While you're there, you can look for a job. Shake Concrete is hiring. Right now, they have between 15 and 20 open positions. These are career opportunities for all different types of people and skill sets. All you got to do is pass a drug test. That's it. Go to shakeconcrete.com. All right. Don't forget to get your Callahan coffee. The summit makes great iced coffee. Callahancoffee.com. Ironhead swears by it. So does everyone else. I've never heard a negative word about our, our wonderful dark roast coffee. Callahan coffee. I, we're just going to go with the picture. This video, if you want to see it, but uh, the other night uh, in another sign that the Western world is sliding to Gamora here. Um, Miss a, uh, let me get his, let me get his name. Uh, let me find his name. A, a, uh, a goofy looking fella won the uh, Miss Netherlands contest, which means um he gets to compete for the Miss Universe. It's from the New York Post. A transgender woman's been crowned Miss Netherlands for the first time, setting up a historic shot at becoming Miss Universe. Ricky Valerie Cole, 22, held her hands over her mouth in shock as she was named the winner on Sunday. Uh, I did it, Cole wrote on Instagram of her educational and beautiful journey. I'm so proud and happy. I can't even describe it. Making my community crowd and sh- community proud and showing it can be done. Uh, they go through what, what he was wearing, red gown, hair in a bun. Um, we got the photo back to back side by side of the winner and the runner up. <laughs> if you're just listening, the winner is an ugly guy pretending to be a girl. Buck teeth, skinny face, goofy, goofy smile, messy hair. The runner-up is a 10. A perfect, I don't know, who does the runner-up look like? She is just... Uh, if you've seen Entourage, she kind of looks like Sloan. If you've seen yeah, that show. Sloan and Entourage. It looks a little Selena Gomez-ish. Just yes, spectacular, that too. Spectacular looking woman. Lost the contest, the beauty contest, to a guy in a dress. Now, I understand that the trans movement is a big deal and you can't uh, criticize them. Or if you'll be like, you'll be like Dave Chappelle, Megan Rapinoe said yesterday, I'll get the quote here. Megan Rapinoe, big champion of men in women's (laughs) sports, men in women's locker rooms, you know, that fighter for women. She's really working hard to uh, destroy women's sports. She blames Dave Chappelle. Uh, for violence against trans people. Dave Chappelle, by the way, he's made trans jokes, but they're not over the top. He says he had a good friend who was trans. He just jokes about everyone and everything. That's how it works. That's how it should work. Uh, Megan Rapinoe blames uh, 
Dave Chappelle and say Steele and Martina Navratilova for any backlash, any violence against trans people. She says, quote, to, uh, I believe this was Time Magazine. She says, I don't want to mince words about a Dave Chappelle making jokes about trans people directly leads to violence, whether it's verbal or otherwise. What the hell is verbal violence? against trans people when Martina or Sage or whoever are talking about this, people aren't hearing it just in the context of elite sports. They're saying the rest of my life, this is how I'm going to treat trans people. So Dave Chappelle making jokes is the reason there's violence against trans people. And by the way, there's no more violence against trans people than anyone else, but uh, that's, I don't want to get bogged down with the, with the truth here, but um, <laughs> oh, those people are getting a kick out of, uh, he looks like something from Deliverance. I mean, it, I, I admit, it'd be one thing if he made a really beautiful woman, you know, if he looked like uh, uh, the SI swimsuit model, the guy who was in the swimsuit model with the tucked bathing suit, was, you know. But if, this person was, if this person was born female, they wouldn't have even come close to being on that no, stage. Of course not. Of course not. It wouldn't be on the stage and certainly would never win. So it's one thing to have equal rights and people treat you with fairness, with respect and, and decency and all that. But no, you're elevated now. If you're a man in a dress, a man with a penis, and you wear a dress and you pretend to be a woman, you have an advantage over the beautiful women in this beauty contest, who, by the way, can't criticize. They can't roll their eyes. They can't not clap for you. They have to play along. Uh, and all the runners up cheered and you know congratulated or made a big deal out of it <laughs> yeah all the runners uh, all the runner-ups have to look at that and be like i lost to that what the first what's the point of even trying to win a beauty contest when you're going to lose to a guy because he's a guy because he's a male it's like rachel levine richard levine wouldn't ever have that job wouldn't have ever given anywhere near the, the health and human services if he didn't if he wasn't a guy who became a woman in his mid fifties, a guy who had a wife and kids. And one day said, you know what? I want to get, I'm going to get jiggy here. I'm going to put a dress on, grow my hair out, be a woman, change my name. Next thing you know, he's uh, the second ranked person in the, in the health and whatever it is, health, HHS. Anyway, uh, check this part out. Remember at the beginning of that story I was reading, it said historic win for uh, this guy. Uh, here's a little further down in the story. I forgot this, but I'm not surprised. The win means Cole will compete in Miss Universe, which is currently owned by Anne Jarajubatapia, a transgender woman from Thailand. <laughs> so he's not even going to make history if he wins. It'll be back-to-back guys winning. winning. If, if he wins the Miss Universe, and I wouldn't bet against him, uh, this guy will be the second straight guy to win the Miss Universe contest. At what point do people say enough? This is destroying women's things, women's institutions, sports, women's places, safe spaces, <laughs> a beauty contest with a beautiful woman losing to this homely guy. And we're all supposed to clap and say, isn't it lovely? Isn't it lovely? What yes. Is, says, yeah. They're gonna, what did what she do for her talent in this thing? Uh, uh, you don't want you. You know what Hunter did. You know what Hunter did. Had uh, uh, Skittles or was it M and M's on his uh, wiener? He balanced M and M's on his wiener. That's <laughs> yeah. what this guy did. Same thing. It's I was, quite a talent. Yeah, you I should was, try it sometime. I, Ironhead. I was thinking uh, hunting alligators in Louisiana or something, possibly. But 
That'd, uh, that'd be a great if a women's contest. He did the uh, Skittles trick. That'd be nice. All right, I gotta shut up here and get move on. We gotta get to uh, Daniel White. My Daniel favorite White. sound. My favorite answer. Uh, maybe we'll save the Epstein victim. Maybe you know. Maybe at some point they'll name some names, and this Epstein victim will be heard. But I gotta do this Dana White thing because we've talked about so many instances where people, not just <laughs> in sports but in power, politicians just pander to these reporters, these far left quote unquote reporters who make everything about race. We've talked about it a lot in the context of sports. And I'll give you a couple examples. If you forget the major league baseball, uh, Rob Manfred, just the most pathetic squish out there uh, bowed down to the liars uh, in Georgia who said that the uh, Republicans were uh, voters uh, suppressing the vote because they wanted to see voter ID and it was racist. And our, uh, the, you know, our sleazeball president said it was Jim Crow 2.0. It was Jim Eagle, what they were doing. They were asking for, to, to go back to the voter laws pre pandemic, which included voter ID, perfectly reasonable. Anyone would agree, but Democrats don't think black people are smart enough to get IDs. So they think it's racist. And MLB just folded and pulled the game out of Georgia, moved it to Denver, which has more restrictive voting laws. That's one example. There's so many examples. I mean, uh, uh, North Carolina, NBA boycotted North Carolina because the North Carolina, people in North Carolina didn't want men in girls' rooms. They didn't want men going in the bathroom with their, with their 10-year-old daughter. So North Carolina, so the NBA boycotted North Carolina. I mean, uh, God knows we know about NFL and kneeling. We know about uh, major uh, hockey with the pride this and pride that. And Dana White, and I wish I were more of a UFC fan. I got to start, man. It's not too late. I got to start. I just, I, I appreciate, you know, listening to him, watch, uh, we're talking. Uh, but he doesn't tell his fighters what to say. He doesn't tell them how to act. He just lets them be themselves. Sometimes they get crazy. Sometimes they go on these crazy yeah. political rants. And sometimes they they, they, they get vicious. Uh, you're talking about each other pre-fight. And so they got this fight coming up. Uh, what's his name? Israel. Do you Is, know? Do Israel you know Adesanya. Israel Adesanya. And the other guy is who? Uh, the, the, so they fought. I watched it. I mean, they argued and they were yelling and pointing at each other and said, you're not a real African. I don't even know what they were talking about, but who cares? Again, they're just fighters. They're getting crazy. They're getting emotional. And the media, as always, is trying to inject some racial elements, some racial narrative, because that's what they do. Another reminder, when a player in Boston makes up a lie about the fans, say Tory Hunter says the fans were chanting the N-word, what do the owners of the Boston Red Sox do? They apologize to the liar, the player who's lying about their own fans. They accuse their own fans of being racist. That's how pathetic, that's how spineless the owners of the Boston Red Sox are. They do it all the time. Well, you're not going to get that from Dana White. This is Dana White asked about the racial tensions between two fighters. And this is an, I want to hang this friggin' answer in museum. I want every commissioner, every owner, every manager, every general manager, every coach to do this, to don't, to not play along. Don't indulge them. Don't say, oh yeah, you know, we frown upon that. We're not racist. We're all, we look at people in the content. I mean, why, why play along? You know, it's all bull crap. Why play along? And Dana White, he refuses to play along. God bless him. Go ahead. 
You know, I know you say, hey, this is the fight business. People say nasty things, right? But the tension between those two and kind of the racial undertones and all those things, how do you... What were the racial undertones? Drigga uh, says he's the real African fighter, and so, you know, Israel dropped some N-words yeah. in there tonight. So what was the racial... Who did? Who dropped the, the racial... Is Israel it? was saying over and over, yeah. Drop he's, he's black. 50 N-bombs in Okay, there. he's black. He... Who gives a shit? I was going to say, so you don't have any concern about the way the build up, the tension between those two? I could care less. This is the fight business. Israel Adesanya can say whatever he wants to say. Who gives a shit? Why, are, are people bitching about that? Some people. Of course they are. Oh, fucking A. All right, got it. Yeah. Too fucking bad. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Last thing for me, then, I just want to add <laughs> Oh, God, I love that. I love that. That's how you should handle these people. These Two fighters. I don't even know what the, he doesn't care. You know, he doesn't care about the detail. Yeah, but he said I'm I'm more African than him or something. He says, "Who gives a shit? They're fighters. They're going to try to kill each other." Yeah. You want decorum in the ring? You want them to sit there and like and like pander to you and say, "There's no place in this game. We we denounce racism in all its forms." He just says, "Get, get lost." Jerry, UFC is so easy to get into. It's awesome. I, I'm in. I'm in. When when does this fight happen? Israel, I'm looking at the... Uh, That's a couple months away for that one. Oh, it is Israel Adesanya. How do you say it? Adesanya? Adesanya. Adesanya versus Drickus Duplissus. Duplissus. Some, yeah. What kind of name is that? Duplissus Duplissus. Uh, middleweight champion Israel has been penciled in for the UFC... Uh, I want to get the odds. It's September 9th in Sydney, Australia. My guess is Adesanya's. He's always the favorite until he loses. He's he's really good. Adesanya is minus 330. Yeah. Three to one. Wow. Expect more trash talk. Oh, no. More trash talk. <laughs> good. That's how you handle it. God, but I'm going to do, it. I'm going to watch. Do I have to pay for that? Every, every fight you got to pay for. I have, I have, I can send you some stuff. <laughs> yeah, you got ways. I, got, um, I, got I don't ways. even know who I'm rooting for. There was a great, uh, I forget which guy, UFC guy the other day went on this rant about government and he was a libertarian and he hates government. He's ready to storm the Capitol with an AR 15. Oh, that was, um, Oh, what's his name? I, I saw I that know. too. Why am I and then there were the fight, the fighter who jumped over the ropes to shake Trump's hand. There, there's not a lot of political correctness in the UFC world, but thanks to that man, the commissioner Dana White from Boston, good for him. But uh, we're gonna leave it there. We'll save the uh, the Epstein victim again. It's amazing, but uh, someday I'm gonna hope. Um, I hope I live long enough to people, you know, laugh at John Kerry and Kathy, Kathy Hochul. I hope I live not long enough to hear justice for Epstein's victims. I doubt it. Hope I live long enough to see an actual woman win a beauty contest again. I remember those days. Oh, they were great. Beautiful women used to win beauty contests. <laughs> no more, girls. Sorry. Penis required. You want to wear the crown? You got to be packing, baby. You can't, you, can't be, you can't be a real woman. Oh, God. We've gone mad. We've gone absolutely insane. But, hey. We're here for it. All right, we'll leave it there. Thanks to everyone for listening. Thank you, Ironhead. I'm Jerry Callahan. This is the Callahan Show, and we will do it again tomorrow. God save the queen, man. Shaking my head and thinking something ain't right. Is it just me? Am I losing my mind? Am I standing on the edge of the
Like the show? Leave a five-star review on Apple and Spotify. Hi, it's Tony Marino, host of the Newsmax Daily Podcast, your daily news bulletin of Newsmax's top headlines, along with commentary from our hosts and experts. You can learn more about all of the free podcasts, including Newsmax Daily, Rob Carson, and Jerry Callahan at Newsmax.com slash listen.